This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Did it last time? It is. Okay. Welcome to episode 55 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. We're back. We're going to do this fairly quick. Um, we're going to... Um, the only thing we're going to mention is that I recognized that Ellie changed her hair today. So that's good. Good yes, day. I was observant. Very proud of you. Um, okay. John didn't. I cut off 10 inches and he didn't notice. Well, to be fair, Gina the other day did something to her hair and I knew my son got his hair cut. And then I remember she got her hair cut. So then I go, your hair looks nice too. And she goes, thanks. And she goes, does it really look any different? I'm like, honestly, no. I just knew, <laughs> that, I just knew that crew got his hair cut. So I knew you were getting yours. Um, okay, Ellie, we'll jump right in. What's the topic? Topic is um, staging your home if you're selling. Okay. Let us hear it. Okay. So um, I have not had a listing yet, but I do quite a lot of research on listings because in preparation for when I eventually have a listing. Um, and there, there are a few things. I know it's, it's springtime. People are going to start listing their homes soon and more homes are going to come on the market. And there's um, some things you can do to increase your curb appeal and increase the likelihood of people walking into your home and feeling like it's the one. Um, one of the things, which is something that you've mentioned many times, is buying flowers and shrubbery to put outside. Make your house not look grubby. Um, make it look fresh and lived in by, um, you know, put just plop them out. Put a, You don't even have to, like actually plant them you can just put set flowers out and stuff and it looks nicer um do things like if your garage is really old and the paint's chipping just paint the garage door like super fresh stuff that just makes it look newer inside if you have a lot of really bold paint colors like a bright green wall it might be a good idea to paint it neutral um just because it's going to appeal to more people um if things are super personalized try and depersonalize it a little bit so people can walk in and imagine that they're it's, it's going to be their home and they can see themselves in it. Um, if there are things that are super dated, something I see a lot around here is wood paneling on the walls. And while some people do really like that, it is a bit dated and, and can kind of affect a buyer's decision. There are things you don't even have to, to get rid of it. If you could paint it a neutral color, um, it can make it look a lot less 1970s and, and have an impact. Um, and clean, just, just clean, pick up your stuff. Don't be grubby. Get, get the clothes out in the hamper, not yeah. lying around the, the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for staging, the the idea with staging, from what I firmly believe is, and I'm using our market, maybe it's different in other markets, that I think you can fluctuate the price five to 10 grand by staging your home. And I, when I say staging, I don't mean you have to hire someone to come in and have all this fancy, you know, um, you know, furniture and everything else. Most people can stage a home in a weekend or a couple weeks with some just diligent like TLC and some elbow grease. And it's not, um, not a ton of money. I'm very adamant not to spend a lot of money unless we really think it's going to make a, a return on your investment and it's going to be worth it. Like it's got to make a return. It can't just like break even, then just don't do it. But like you said, number one, outside of the house, um, curb appeal does matter. And what the reason curb appeal matters is most people will drive by your property before going to look at your property. If they drive outside, they see a shutter falling off, or they see that house is dirty and not uh, power washed. There's overgrown trees. There's you know toys and bikes and stuff tossed all over the yard. People don't get that like inviting nature or feel that like, I want to go see that house. So clean up your yard. Make sure there's no scrap and junk and and piles all around. Um, if you're if you have you know vinyl siding you know, um, 
like stucco, things like that, things that you can power wash. Power wash the outside of the house if it looks dirty. Um, clean out your gutters, you know, take out leaves that might be looking like they're overgrown or you have stuff all over the place. Um, you know, people have painted their front door, you know, a bright color. First thing you see usually is your front door when you walk in. If your deck is all chipped and stained, try, if you can, depending on the weather, paint and stain or stain the deck makes a huge difference. Um, pulling out dead print, dead bushes and plants and, and, and things like that. hundred percent putting new mulch down is a big one. And then, you know, the other thing too is go buy some pavers and, and lay some papers down and kind of uh, make like a boundary a little bit for your mulch and then put the mulch in. That right there automatically increases, you know, the curb appeal and getting people in the house. And, and my big thing, now we go into the inside of the house. The biggest thing I tell every client is make sure your house is hotel ready. And I say hotel ready because it's a very quick thing. You can remember it. And it's easy to think about. Everybody stayed in a hotel before. What does the hotel look like when you walk in? It doesn't have clothes on the floor. The garbages aren't full. Uh, there's not food on the counters. There's, there's not, not dishes in the sink. Yeah, there's not dishes in the sink. There's not dog toys lying around. Um, it doesn't smell. It's vacuumed. It looks presentable. The countertops are cleaned off. That I treat every room like you're going into a hotel room and try your best. If you have kids, we get it. You have kids, but at the end of the day, you still have to focus on trying to make it look as nice as possible. I know ideally it's an inconvenience, but trust me, when you make more money, it won't be that bad of an inconvenience when you do. So really, really try your best to um, do that. And that means countertops cleaned off except for the necessities. If you have a toaster that you use every single morning, you can leave it out. If you have a mixing bowl that you use once a month, Put it away. You don't need it. Put it in the basement somewhere. Um, garbages. Make sure garbages are empty for showings. Um, I'm big on turning all the lights on for showings, even in the daytime. It's it's more presented. Light is better than dark. Um, the I'm trying to think. You know, wipe off appliances. Make sure they shine. You know, take if you have like a hard top counter, um, granite or something like that. Take like an all purpose cleaner and spray it down and shine it up a little bit. Dog food, try to hide the dog toys and dog mats and dog food and cat litter boxes and stuff like that or clean out the cat litter box. Um, hmm. uh, bath mats, if you have bath mats, try to store those away. They look kind of grummy or grudgy, grubby, grubby, grubby. grubby. good word. You know where it's going. <laughs> um, you know, clean out the sinks, clean out the showers, um, put the toilet seats down, uh, flush the toilet seats. I've seen that before. Um Ooh. Yeah, true story. And that so all that stuff. Uh, the other thing that most people don't think about is if you walk into a house and you open up a closet, a bedroom closet, and there's clothes that are piled in and all their clothes are just smashed together and you can't even push the clothes aside to see the see the, the closet space, people's first thought is there's not enough space here. If you have stuff on top of your on top of your fridge or on top of the counter, uh, you know, sometimes cabinets don't go all the way up and you have stuff stored up there. Perception, they don't have a lot of storage, which is true. Um, if you open up the, if you open up the cupboards and it looks like things are like you have water bottles that are going to fall on top of you, take like majority of that stuff out. You don't need it. You don't need 16 plates. You need five, six plates. You know, you're fine, you know, and um, you don't want, you know, stuff in the dish or in the sink, um, or draining rack, you know, dry them off, put them away, keep, keep everything clean. Um, 
Anything else you can think of? This is just something that I've noticed from working with buyers, and I have read it a few times. I don't know if it applies in this area just because homes tend to sell lower than they do in a lot of other like metropolitan areas. But something I have noticed with buyers is if you have the, the money to, to throw around with it, I think you would get a return on new appliances in the kitchen. I've had buyers walk away from something because the kitchen just doesn't look updated enough and having a newer appliance, and you don't even necessarily have to buy a brand new one, but just updating stuff a little bit can have a really big impact on how buyers feel about and uh, kitchens i find kitchens and living rooms and master bedrooms are like the top three things that will make or break if someone feels like they're going to go for the place yeah your most expensive is going to be kitchens and bathrooms so like you said finding things that you know even even buying like a three four five hundred dollar vanity set like you know you know what i'm talking about like the sink and, and yeah. all that and, and putting that into the bathroom and us even putting down like right now bathrooms very popular to have like the white wainscoting with the the molding and putting colors above that, you know like a blue or a light neutral color. I mean doing that with like even I mean you can do some of the uh, the, the you know you can do like a laminate floor, but typically like in there you could have just even like a nice laminate flooring that's mm-hmm. not nice laminate or like a even like a linoleum like a newer linoleum floor that's not. Um, you know, it doesn't look like it came from the 60s or 70s. Yeah. Like one that, you know, there's some nice ones out here that have like patterns that ver- that replicate maybe like a tile look. You can do that too. And that I think would increase the value depending on how much money you have. Like, it depends on the budget. Like we just closed on a home. I had them remodel their main bathroom because it needed it. Like yeah. it, it was that bad where it's like there's a lot of good things in the house, but that was, and they did it fairly cheap. They had some people like, you know, family members and stuff that could do the work. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, but I think doing the prep work, like I have a listing appointment tomorrow and they said they wouldn't be ready for photos and which is fine, but yeah. or they wouldn't be ready for photos, but could they list the property? And I was just saying in our team meeting, I don't like rushing to get a house on the market if it's not ready. So if I'm, t- if I'm, if you're not in a position to take photos on a house, I don't think you're in a position to actually show the property. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is and we use the analogy of like selling your homes a lot like going on a date. Buyers are coming in. It's like a first date. If for some reason you rush to put your house on the market, that's like running off to your first date without showering and, and doing your hair. Yeah. Like it's like, hey, I'm here. I made it on time, but I did no prep work to like look the best. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you want to look at at your home is that you want to paint your house in the best light possible. And by not doing some of the stuff we're saying and all of a sudden that first wave of buyers especially right now in the seller's market and they're gonna be rushing in the, the first week to look at this if it doesn't look like wow kind of like knock you on your uh knock your socks off is that a good term that works blow yeah. your hair back this kind of knock your socks not off as bad, is better better um <laughs> that you would uh that you you they're gonna have a better um again emotional attachment to the house buyers buy a, t- a lot on emotion so if you can tap into that emotional like hot button of like oh my god this looks really bright and and clean and spacious and everything like that they will make offers as soon as all your junk piles up and it's dark and dirty the same house you just didn't put the effort into making yourself look good you're gonna get a lower price i really believe that a little bit of effort goes a long ways in listing Mm -hmm. and the speed and the quality of actual offers because of a nice home they might wave a home inspection they might be like hey the house is really nice i don't need an inspection or hey house is really nice Here's an offer. Take it off the market today. I don't want it to be shown to anybody else. And I mean, there's a lot of different ways that um, offers can transpire. But that is, I like that staging. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm very passionate about that. That's a huge, huge thing for me. 
for listings. And that's, and that's a big conversation to have at listing appointments. Yeah. And, and actually, pre-listing appointments. Um, naming the showing, staging. I don't know. Jordan can figure it out. Um, but pre-listing. Like, I like to meet with people prior. Like, I don't I don't really like to meet with people, like, the day before the, or the day of their listing. It's like, I'll meet with you beforehand, go through all the prep work, and then I'll come up, like, that day and finish up the work in about half the time because it's just, you know, taking photos and then doing some paperwork and stuff. But the initial appointment is where like 85% of stuff gets done. Cause you're talking price, you're talking strategy, you're talking staging and then give them some lead time before they list to do that work. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. Good. Yep. Office quote. Oh, I've been watching it as much lately. I haven't either. Just got very quiet. So one, one of the, okay, I'll, I'll go first. Remember when they got stuck and they're all staying late to get done a project and they had locked the gate and they were all sitting there and trying to call, was it Hank? Yep. And all of a sudden he's like ringing the phone like, what's his name? And nobody could figure out his name. And finally he get, Jim gets on the phone. He's like, hey there. Was it Pow or Buddy hey or Champ? Hey there, guy. Or was it guy? Yeah. yeah, it was one of those generic names and it was Hank and then he ended up coming. And then he ends up showing up late. Yeah. And they already and had already found a way out through, was it the, the Mexican cleaners? Yeah. Who Oxer goes... So they happen to speak Mexican. <laughs> no, it's Spanish. Spanish? Not Mexican. Is it can they speak? No, it's Mexican, not a, Spanish. It's Whatever. Language. Whatever. Ellie's smarter. Um, her brains are t- I'm, tied to her I'm hair. I'm not smarter. I just... Oh, yeah. It's because my hair is longer. So I'm smarter. Um, this is one you've done before, but I just recently watched it, and I, it makes me laugh every time. Um, are you, GSL. Are you recycling a joke? I'm recycling a joke. GSL. If you're going to ask it, you're going to ask Gabriel Susan Lewis. <laughs> And you're going to ask it, get Joseph, GSL. GSL. Um, top, worse or top three worst characters for me is Gabe. I don't I, like Gabe. I hate Gabe. I don't like Gabe. Not a big Holly fan. That's fair. And honestly, she wasn't bad, but she was bad. Karen Filippelli. I, I don't love Karen. She was like decent, but then it was like, listen, Pam, no mess. Don't mess. You stepped on, the, you know, you, you, you burled down the wrong. Step on the, the, the ba- wrong. Pam's nest. Wham, bam. Thank nest. you, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, you're, whatever it is, Karen, by default, everybody hates you, even though you're not that bad of a character. It's just Jim's fault. Andy Bernard, too, one of my least favorite characters. I like him until probably like season. Until, he's, they, until they start making him a main character. Season, season eight, maybe. When he just gets pathetic. And I just, and not the kind of pathetic you can root for, the kind of pathetic where you're like, just leave. I also don't think he can sing very well. Because no, it's that nasally high pitch all the like time. That's and it's the point, like, though. and it's kind of like goofy karaoke. No, I know it's the point, but oh. it's still annoying. They overdid it. Sorry. That's you know where it. you went to school? Like, really went to school? No. Cornell. Oh, yeah, in the show, yeah. You take that off right now when Dwight has his <laughs> Cornell shirt on. What, what, what was the one when they were saying something? He said about Cornell. And Jim's like, you went to Cornell? He's like, <laughs> like, yeah, Tuna. All right. That's it. Episode. 55. Ooh, ooh, double nickels. And any Plattsburgh residents, Ellie's probably too young for this, but double nickels, you know the reference. Shout out WPTC. All right. Bye.